Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for this special bonus episode of the Major League oh, yeah. Podcast. It's going to be we're, fun. We're doing a Kentucky preview show, and there's no better person, the person who sees more riders go mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, the, the great announcer, you're going to be listening to him all weekend, uh, you're going to be hearing his voice. John Cobb, welcome to the show. Welcome. Great to be here, guys. Thank you so much. It's my first time, I think, on Major League. Yes, yes it, is. it is. Absolutely. We did do uh, we did a plantation uh, last year. Was it two yeah, years two ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Mm. John, John helped bail us out and keep us straight on <laughs> yeah, a, for on the, the live, live stream. stream and <laughs> and uh, thank God for that because we didn't know what we were doing. And we don't know what we're doing here. We don't ever do preview shows. So, John, you're, you're going to. You're, you're the guy who keeps us straight whenever we try something new, so we appreciate that. <laughs> Hopefully we're better at this than we are in uh, announcing. We've retired from announcing, John, so you don't ever have to... Uh, Your job oh, is safe. I saw, I saw, I saw the, the cutest video today. Amy Drago showed me a photo, a, a, a helmet cam of this little girl going cross-country, and she was talking the whole way. I, I, I don't know if you've seen it or, yeah, or if it's yeah. social media over here, and she's like... This, it looks big, but it's fine. It's small. It's easy. The next one, it's over here. It's an oxer. And I'm like, who are you talking to? It's like, I mean, if this is positive self-reinforcement, it's fine. But the horse is not getting a lot out of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. So, hey, we're going to try to keep this real timely and on task because Mm -hmm. we don't want to go long. We're going to try to pump this out. The jogs just happened this afternoon, the first horse inspection. we woke up this morning to snow. So, hey, John, can you tell us a little bit? You're there on site. We're we're back in Maryland still. Could you just give us an idea of how things look right there? The the with lack of fans, the weather. It seems like it's crazy there right now. Yeah. So so first of all, waking up to the weather, I, I'd seen a lot of complaints about the weather um, from Floridians, uh, and I <laughs> thought, well, this is you know, uh, this is this is the usual. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're in Kentucky. It's Southern hospitality at a northern latitude. Um, you always need to pack everything from a bikini to a sou'wester to come to this event. And um, yeah, this year, snowshoes. Um, there was a solid couple of inches this morning. It persisted right through to about lunchtime. Um, it's gone now. I don't think it's done the ground any damage or harm at all. I spoke to Mick Costello. He's feeling very, his tail is in the air, as we would say. He's He's very confident and happy about the rest of the week to come. We do have... Some rain forecast on Saturday. It's forecast to probably be quite heavy, and and thus with the with the four star coming in this year, they've elected to move the five star to be the first competition on Saturday, which mm-hmm. I think is is very sensible. It secures that keystone competition, um, and you know for sure we want to give the best possible opportunity to those four star riders. But five star this year, five star is critical. Gotcha. Yeah. And how do you think being, uh, you know, you, you've just came into town literally just yesterday um, with all the lockdowns. I think that if I'm not mistaken, the United States, North America is a little bit more open than you are in, uh, in Great Britain and Europe. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's been like and, and how do you think that's going to affect the, the European runners that, that came over for this competition? So actually, it's, it's quite interesting because Jimmy Wofford uh, spoke a little bit to this in his his valet article in Chronicle. Um, 
And I don't often, but I'm going to slightly disagree with the WAF. Um, he, we very, we don't have a lot of chance to prepare any year before we come here. Our competition season would probably be at best four weeks old by the time of Kentucky every year. And we quite often lose a lot of that to weather. We actually got a decent bit of season last year around some lockdowns. The situation has been different in continental Europe when we talk about the one rider who's come, come from over there. The other thing that slightly goes below the radar, I suppose, is um, in comparison to Europe, you'll see a lot of horses, four-star horses, championship horses, five-star as it is now, sorry. They'll come back and they'll run in two-star shorts, three-star shorts. You don't see that so much on American horses' records and on British horses' records because we've got that solid national program. So it's always when you come here, I'm looking at the four-star short results of these horses, but a couple of them, they'll have those national advanced results. So, you know, for us at home, we haven't had an international yet. In fact, we had Burnham Market uh, just last weekend. Um, but that, that's, that's not unusual for us. We've had a few outings. People have got out. We had a couple of weeks early where people could ride at the elite level um, and a couple of events put on facilities for, for those guys. So I would say we are as prepared as ever, which I know is not good news for trying to break the, uh, as it used to be called, the Rolex heads. <laughs> Um, that's kept uh, the Stars and Stripes away from the top of the podium since 2008. Wow. <laughs> that's tough. 2008. So, <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. Yeah. We have, Karen, how many, we, we have rookies this year. So let's yeah. talk about rookies to start we, with. There's six rookies this year. Six rookies. Yeah. So um, all but one rookie we've actually interviewed on our show. So we've had a pretty good mm -hmm. opportunity to meet all these all these rookies. With the exception of, I'll start with the first one, the only one who never did our show. He refuses to do our show. Oh, yeah. He's in trouble. He's in big trouble. And we yeah. consider him to be, we're probably closest to him than anybody else, <laughs> uh, Michael Pendleton on Steady. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, so, that, so those guys, they are, they're, they're going to come across my radar probably for about the first time this weekend. Um, I, I think it's, it, it, and it probably speaks to a, a bigger question as well. I um, I think there are statistics and lies and statistics and and um, a lot of the sport because it is so close four star and five star in terms of dimensions in terms of technical demand the equi ratings for instance and they're great friends of mine and, and this is a debate we have a lot um, that they lump in the four and five star results when they're trying to make predictions and and their prediction center is up for this weekend. I just think five star is different. And I think particularly here, I think if you come in on Friday afternoon to do your dressage, if you're show jumping in the last 20 on Sunday and out on the bluegrass on Saturday with all those crowds, just with that little tweak of technicality that you get from Derek DeGrazzi or any five star designer, this is a different sport. For the rookies this year, what they have to slightly maybe get their heads around is that this is going to be different to any other five-star because we won't have that atmosphere. We won't have that boost. Um, I am the world's worst distance runner. Um, I hate it. I hate every moment of it. But there is nothing. The, the difference between running in a race, and um, for Rob's benefit, I ran in the 10K in the Marine Corps Marathon in, in D.C. Oh, um, 
Semper Fi. And, um, you know, the, the boost you get off a race in comparison to having to go out and do it on your own, that is equivalent to the boost the, the Kentucky crowd can give these rookies. So I think that they just need to really go out with fire in their bellies um, because the only ones who can put it them there are themselves and their trainer as they go out that start box or, you know, and down into the arena at A. They've got to grab this competition by the scruff of the neck and really go for it because the only person boosting them is themselves at that moment. It's going to be eerily quiet. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, that is really, really weird. And I wonder, I guess it all depends on the type of rider they are. People that feed off of that adrenaline and people who like, who are, who are maybe better schoolers or better when they're by themselves, when there's not much atmosphere versus the person who, 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 uh, yeah. you know, thrives on it. So just so we, so we should name all these rookies just, yeah. be, so, and, um, so Karen, do you want to run down who we have? And maybe if you have a little fun fact about anybody that we have, or what do we have? Yeah. Here? So there's Emily Hamill with a uh, Corvette who I don't know if you ever seen Corvette jump before, John, but he has these springs on him, and it is a lot of fun to watch him yeah. jump. <laughs> you're going you're to have fun watching him cross country, and and, and uh, you're going to see. I don't think scope is going to be an issue for Corvette whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't so. think so. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Mike Pendleton, right. who we already talked about. Right. He's, the only, he's the only rookie riding with a seasoned five-star horse. So, uh, you know, he's uh, Mike is uh, you're aware of this, probably John. He's Boyd Martin's assistant rider. He Mm -hmm. rides all of Boyd's young horses as they come up. He trains them up. He's been riding Eddie for for many, many, many years, way before he was even competing him. And um, so hopefully and Mike has ice in his veins. Yeah. And I think this is Eddie's fourth attempt at in Kentucky. I believe so. Yeah. So Oh, it could easily be. And, you know, and then five stars left right and center on top of that i remember he bounced out of here one year straight into badminton yeah yeah that yeah. horse is that horse is an iron horse boy told me once in his he's, an, he's a new zealand thoroughbred that raced in australia he actually raced back-to-back days as a thoroughbred so i mean the horse is just um, um he's tough so solid yeah so solid so who's next Cam? uh then we have felicia Barr with galloway sunrise and fun fact about felicia and sunny uh felicia found sunny when she was 13 years old um, on a Craigslist ad, <laughs> she bought her, uh, she went to go see the mare and the owners were terrified of the horse said, you go, you go get her. <laughs> she was feral. Yeah, she was feral. <laughs> it wasn't feral. even hauled or broke. And Felicia bought her, I believe for like $500. Yeah. Yeah. And here she is doing a five star. Yeah. Yep. So that she, is return on investment. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She's, she's done it all. She's from Western, uh, a Western New York, York state yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, you know, so she's come out of nowhere. She has, a, she's built a really nice program for herself. So we're really rooting for her. Yeah. Then we have Zoe Crawford, Karen. Right. With KEC Zara. Yeah. And a little fun fact about her horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she sold stamps. And her, bought this horse. Her grandfather had a stamp collection. He passed away, and I guess it was a pretty lucrative stamp collection. Yeah, well, well KEC, that's one of one of my Irish breads, so I'm going to represent. I'm sure you've heard all about them from Chris Ryan as well. Yeah. So, so there's a little bit of a battle here because there are more German-bred horses here this year, but they break down into Zweibrucker and Baden-Württemberger and Trikana and stuff, whereas our sport horse, we have the most of any single breed. So we're, we're still doing well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of those Irish horses have a lot of German blood in them too. Now mm-hmm. you start looking at those pedigrees and you see lots of KWPA yeah. 
and all types of good stuff. So yeah. Who else have we got? Uh, we have Valerie Viscaranda Pride with Fabian. And um, do you know Val? She's an international dressage judge. Yeah. So she, I think she's got a bit of an advantage there, knowing all the you know, well ins and outs of dressage. I, I, I think uh, I, I think that's dead on because um, I think you've probably had people on and you've talked about this like. It is if you've got to go and volunteer at an event, volunteer to go and write for the dressage mm-hmm. judges yeah. because you will learn so much. Like like you were saying about Corvette, you said, "Oh, I look forward to watching him jumping." I'm now really looking forward to watching Corvette go dressage because from sitting with the analysts I've had here over the years, I I now start to understand what the way the dressage feeds into the jumping, feeds into the cross country if they're riding it in the same way. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it is the it is the foundation mm-hmm. of everything. So, mm-hmm. and this course looks like there's some technicality in it too. I just saw some some pictures the USCA posted, and it looks looks like the head of the lake is going to be a little bit different this year and a little bit challenging, a little more technical, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if John, you've seen that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think we'll 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 have a good chat about that in a minute. How, how many of our rookies have we got? Through? Oh, so we got uh, one more. Left. We got one more. Emma Klugman. Uh, Emma Klugman uh, with. Uh, Bendigo. Bendigo. Yes, Bendigo. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Bendigo is the oldest horse in the field. He's 19, and Emma is the youngest, where she is 23. Yeah, the Australians could put out a Nations Cup team this year. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. So that's kind of funny. Youngest, mm-hmm. youngest competitor, oldest horse, and um, Emma's a really good person. We actually just visited her farm just uh, last this week, week yep. so we got to see her yep. just days before she left, and she seems pretty cool, cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. So she trains, you know, she trained with the late uh, Packy McGon, and then yeah. a lot with Marilyn Little. So Marilyn's there, so I'm sure they're kind of, um, I'm sure she's going to be following Marilyn around and getting some pointers off yeah. of her. So uh, I don't know. They've got a, that's a solid rookie field. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, I think it's, again, interesting, you know, just thinking about reading through the Chronicle with, with Kyle Carter's picks and and uh, and Jimmy again saying, Jimmy's going to re- retire his Who Dat trophy because he says, <laughs> you've just got to be so established now. You've got to be a solid competitor. You can't come out of left field into the five-star level anymore. Yeah, it's interesting how <laughs> you, you, you hear that. You even hear that from like, I mean, we talked to Boyd before and I've heard mm-hmm. Boyd's interviews and he said, you know, we got to get over to Europe. You just kind of, like you said, you can't be out of left field. You have to be out there and showing a lot. So it's exciting to see. Mm-hmm. I, I know these guys are, yeah. it's a solid field and I'm looking forward to, to seeing all those guys go. So, um, what do you want to do next? You want to do, uh, some front runners or dark horses? What do you think, John? Well, I mean, let's talk some front runners. Um, you know, we just mentioned a couple of names there. And, you know, I think flying the flag for this side of the Atlantic, certainly in dressage terms, and if they could then stay on that score, we're looking at Liz Halliday Shock. We're looking at Marilyn Little. We're looking at Tammy Smith. Um, I think all those three girls could turn in very sharp scores. You've got to, you can't ever overlook Boyd and Phillip. Um, and, you know, now sets a leg puts Boyd in the position where he's going to be right. He should be top five after dressage, maybe better and likely to finish on that dressage score. So that's, that's really, really exciting. But my goodness, how many times have we had the USEF national five-star champion coming from second place in this competition? Right. Um, 
And that is because of these dozens of guys coming across uh, each year. Um, the difference now is that the, the world-class funding used to support a lot of the British riders coming over. Um, and unfortunately, the, they've, they've restructured that. There's, there's a little bit less money in the system. So um, sending horses here on world-class money uh, was, was one of the casualties of that. So it's why we've seen one or two fewer British riders. But, um, you know, William Fox Pitt to come back, one of four former winners in the field um, alongside Philip, um, Clayton Fredericks mm-hmm. and Oliver Tannen. And Oliver Tannen brings forward two horses that have won five stars, of course, his winner from here and a Burley winner as well. Um, you know, there's, there's some strong names there. The, the, the New Zealand contingent, three from Janelle Price right. <laughs> and two from her husband, Tim. Tim has been on the podium here before with the great Wesco um, back this year at Bango Xavier Fair. Um, some dark horses, some people I'd like to get you to watch. I would say Kevin McNabb. And Scuderia Milanovacente Dice Otto Donkey Dam. I enjoy saying. <laughs> well, I know. Say that one three times fast. <laughs> um, that's a, it's a classy horse. Um, and I think um, Kevin is not here for the beer. And at the very least, he is looking to get onto the radar of the Australian selectors for Tokyo. When you look at people coming here, they are here for that reason. Um, and a couple of them are doing it because they need to make an impact. Harry Mead and Superstition. Harry has had a really difficult um, end to the 2020 season. He took a bad fall at an event um, at our Young Horse Championships last year. Um, had a lot of time off. He has come out so strong this spring and Superstition leading his string. Um, and again, Harry needs the results to be in contention this year for for, for us in Europe, we've got two chances because we've got the Olympics and the European Championships this year. Harry, to get onto either of those teams, needs a really strong result here. That would nail it down. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna Zima from Germany, exactly the same thing. Now, I don't know if you saw, but unfortunately, Julia Krajewski has had to uh, retire her top horse early in his career. He lost an eye um, as a result of an accident. So that opens the door. Um, and Anazima does not have the best dressage. She does not have German standard dressage, but they don't do a lot of five stars, the Germans. She's come here. This will actually be the horse's first five star, although they did very well at the Lemoulin Europeans, which were run at the level down, level four, four star. But Anna and uh, Boots Avondale, they finish on or near their dressage. And that is super critical in team uh, things. So watch her. That. That really is, if you want to impress your friends when you're watching the live stream, go, oh, yes, well, I think, you know, Anna Zima, she's, she's not the best dresser. I think she might finish on it. And that really is. You know, I mean, Hans Melzer, Hans Melzer is here. Hans is the, the team chef to keep for Germany and team trainer. Um, he's here with one rider. Wow. Anna Zima, um, you know, great that the Germans are giving her the support, but he doesn't want to miss a moment of this because he has to go back then and talk to selectors about who they're taking to Tokyo, so difficult with only three on a team and that reserve thing. And that's where Anna is so critical because if she had to come in for either of the jumping phases, the idea that she so frequently finishes on her dressage score is really valuable. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. And then we have the Canadians. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Holly Jack Smither had a 
withdraw more inspiration uh, with the in barns. They found a heart murmur, so she is going to retire him from the upper levels. Thank God for for them finding that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunate. But we also have Carl Slezak, who he's a. Uh, I I know he wants to impress the. Uh, yeah, but what, I think Canada can send two can send can send two individuals if, if I'm not yeah, mistaken I, to the Olympics. I I know these guys are. These guys are all really trying, if if not to win it, to try to get that those one of those two spots. Mm-hmm. So for sure, that's uh, yeah, and and, and, that, and that's so important. We've got Hawley as well over from the west coast, right. flying the flag for Canada with one of two horses from Justine Dutton's ex eventing string. Yeah, um, in Jolly Bow, and uh, our trailblazer from the Try and World Games, Colleen Loach and Corey Blue Dogoge, um, went out and made the Try and course look very very easy. Um, they'd like to do the same on Saturday here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I tell you, it's um, we got a really cool for, uh, really. I mean, this field is amazing. So I'm going through there and I'm trying to like, you know, look at the field and trying to put up who, you know, who, who can win this thing or who's at the top and all that. And it's just everyone, everyone has a shot. Everyone's and I think a dark horse for the U.S. is going to be Will Faldry. Yeah, Will's been doing fantastic. He's he's been doing really good, and he's Mama's magic way. Is yeah, that is? Mama's, Mama's, yeah. Mama's magic way. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a really impressive horse. I was going through its record this morning, and uh, Fordry is is one of the riders who's down, having had a couple of entries down to just one ride now. As is Clayton Fredericks. Clayton was originally going to be our trailblazer. He actually had three on the start list for the five star, and now he's just left with Stormtrooper um, as the, as the last uh, last cab off the rank on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Hey, back to Harry Mead for, for just a moment. The Harry's had, you know, he's had the, the injuries, you know, the, to his arms. And then if I'm not mistaken, he just had another bad fall and he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was a head injury or a concussion real bad. How's, how's he been coming back? Like, has he had some run-ups that you've been able to witness? And yeah, he, um, I haven't actually seen them. My, my, uh, again, because of lockdown, my, my wife has been to a couple of events. She's seen him. He went very well at, uh, an elite event at Aston the walls a few weeks ago. Um, he has, um, I think taken a couple of wins, like he's had a really, really good spring. Um, and you know, the, the fire is in the belly. Um, he is, you know, he is out to win and, and he's here to do the very best. Yes. So yeah, Harry, um, he missed his opportunity probably for a really, really good badminton result a couple of years ago with away cruising and probably then to get that horse on championships for Great Britain. Um, superstition was was a big purchase. It was an ERM leg winner with Lucy Jackson of New Zealand and uh, came into Harry's yard and they immediately won uh, a big class at Stragom. Uh, and then, as sometimes happens, you know, having come together incredibly successfully, then it was actually a, a, almost a season of getting to know each other. But for whatever reason, they've come out this year with, you know, laser focus on success. Um, and that's not something we... You'll see it here in the four-star shorts and the national advance, and, and we see it at home. People don't go out every single time to win. They have a game that results in trying to, you know, be top five here. But, you know, there's so many there's so many riders to get to. I also have uh, Doug Payne on Van Diver oh, as, yeah. I think, a front runner. I mean, I think they've been yeah. really kind of... Uh, I- I-, I will be in so much trouble for not mentioning him. Um <laughs> reserve national champion back in 2019 and and what a weekend he had a try in a couple of weeks ago with the grand prix jumper win and and the the eventing win as well um yeah i mean he's dedicated to his craft doug um and you know i thought it was you know 
it seemed to be coming together in 2019. That was so nice to see him within reach of that national title and with such a good result here. Um, and, you know, to, to come out swinging um, in North Carolina at the beginning of this season, you know, it bodes very well. I hope he does well. Yeah, for sure. And then one other person I think may have a chip on his shoulder is uh, Will Coleman. And, you know, I think, you know, he was on the teams and now right now he's kind of, it's kind of quiet. I don't think he's on the training list. And I'm. Uh, and then 2019, he had that um, the flag. He had the flag roll issue. So yeah. I think that he's, he's. I knowing Will. I mean, we don't know him personally. I mean, we've actually never interviewed him. So no. Will, if you want to come on someday, but uh, he's got something to prove. He's got something to prove out here, and he seems. I I believe he's the type of guy that's probably using that as some as some fuel to get out there and really. Yeah, I, I think you know you you're sort of dead right. He had that. Very unlucky 2019. He had a missed flag penalty here and a frangible pin penalty at Burley with, with the tight lines horse. Um, and if memory serves, um, I think one of his other horses had a similar problem. Like, you know, not to pick on Will, but what it actually means is, and, and the reason I wrote, yeah, a black flag penalty denied them top 10 at Fair Hill in 2020. Yeah. With, and this was Don Dante. Um, but actually the reason... I bring that up is not to say that, you know, oh God, he always has these problems. It's just like he was this close yes. um, to, to being clear uh, over those big tracks. He was denied by a technicality, not denied by the horse or his performance being subpar. Right. So that just means that, but for the grace of God, you know, he is top 10, top five in those competitions easy i mean those horses are going so well for him um, and and the the horse i didn't mention there the off the record horse has a fantastic record as well as it comes up to this level yeah. awesome awesome yeah. um man there's a few more i want to just quick can do you have any you want to get to before i move no on? go ahead so uh also well buck davidson i think uh carlevo looks like maybe his top top horse if you ask me um i don't think you can ever leave a davidson out of the conversation and uh Again, he's another one that's really not on any list right now. And Buck isn't the type of guy. I, I think Buck is kind of, you know, just doing the best that he can and trying to put forth the best, um, the best showing. But I, I definitely think that he has something to prove, and I'm, I'm sure he would like to um, to get noticed here and, and be at the top of the leaderboard for sure. The, the Olympics is an itch that <laughs> Buck has to scratch. Um, you know, it was really interesting. Um, Frankie Terrio was telling me today about um, her interviews with him this week. I mean, we've all done that interview with Buck here. It's like, what's it like to ride at a place where there's a statue of your dad? Yeah. Um, and he said when he was a kid, like, they just simply didn't understood, understand that dad didn't win every weekend. And then they were a bit older. It also came to the point where dad didn't win every weekend. And they said, driving back from here to Virginia, um, which, you know, Woff told me today is about a nine hour drive in this day and age. So I imagine with a gooseneck back in the day, it was a long old time. They said it was a great drive if dad had done well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Buck, Buck's got three really nice horses. Buck nearly always has three really nice horses here. Um, he was unlucky two years ago. He had a bad fall off the first one, didn't get to show the other two. Um, Carlevo, dead right, is the strongest of the three, but they could all do nice work for him. I just don't think that Buck necessarily with that string has has a hook into, well, I mean, as you say, he's, he's not currently on the list. So I don't think he's got a hook into Tokyo, but he'll, he'll keep working away. He'll keep the head down. Buck is a grafter. There's no doubt about that. He, he has a lot of great people in his programs as well who he puts so much time and effort into. Um, 
and Buck will be trying to find that Paris horse and he'll be thinking about, you know, next year's world championships as well. He's done two world championships. He's done individual and team medals at Pan American Games, but the Olympics is the thing. And do you know what? If Buck had to wait till 2028 and then be on the gold medal winning US team at Los Angeles, that'll, that'll do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so sure. there's a lot more before we run to the, the uh, we want to we want to kind of put our picks in here at the mm-hmm. very end but i just want to mm-hmm. also mention karen i don't know if you have anyone else you want to mention but i just wanted to mention also i think that um like someone who's been chipping away at it kind of quietly is dom Schram. yeah uh, he's here it's his third third five star um you know the guy is is a grinder um this horse um Boletaire b he started with this horse the first time I ever saw this horse, this horse liked likes this. It liked to stand up in its day, and that's how he got the horse. And he long lined this horse to and from show jumping and dressage schoolings for for months, and uh, maybe more than months, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a year or, or longer, uh, to get this horse to settle down. And he is a a a, a beast. This is one powerful, powerful horse. And um, I know they've been working a lot on their dressage. So hopefully, if they can if they can knock down that dressage. Uh, their cross country and show jumping stand on their own. So super excited for him. And also yeah. Lillian Hurd's another, another friend I'd like to mention. She's been back again and she, she's always doing a great job. And, um, and Joe Meyer, he's a, he's a tough guy, you know, Kiwi Olympian. So and you can't, you can't discount people like that. And one last person I'd like to mention is uh, Leslie law Olympic. Gold yes. Medalist. I was going to mention him. I'm yes. sorry. So. No. <laughs> He's, 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 I think he's doing fantastic. I think he's definitely, um, yeah, someone to watch out for. Yeah, but the under 25s, he's amazing coach for the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyone else on your list, Karen? No, no. Leslie was the last one I had. John, what do you think of my, my little last little list there? Yeah, they're, they're, they're nice people. And, you know, when you go through this list, like Rob, you said it, it, it is an incredible field because, the number of people in this field who've won like at the four-star long level um, who we haven't mentioned yet, um, Kurt Martin and Deluxe, they won the first ever four-long at Rebecca Farm and actually a four-long winner at Rebecca Farm as well is um, Brownigan, Jenny Brownigan. Um, and she and Stella Artois have a great record coming into here. And, you know, and we've spoken about so many people out of this, you know, about 65 strong field as it is now. And we still haven't even mentioned Lauren Nicholson, Lauren oh, Kiefer. Know. Right. You know, so U- U- U.S. Olympian. And, and, you know, I saw her out today walking the course, you know, re- really determined and just, you know, concentrating on it and thinking about all, all the options out there. So, yeah, like you know, uh, name after name after name, you know, yeah. star-studded field. Uh, equi ratings, they, they've put out that they, you know, this is one of the strongest uh five-star fields, I think, it assembled in the last 10 years. Wow, amazing. That's amazing. So here we go. Winners, the podium. Who do uh, – can, can we go ladies first? Ladies first? Who do you think we have standing at the, at the end of this? Uh, Who's on top? All right. So my pick is going to be Boyd with Sessor Leg. But I, I, Boyd, I, he wants to win, and I think, he, I think he's going to do it this year. Um. If not him, it's going to be Liz with De Niro Z. Oh, so Americans or bust? Americans or bust. (laughs) And my sleeper horse is Boyd again with On Cue. All right. Okay. John, your thoughts on those? She's an amazing horse. I I love that horse. And I I think she's going to be a top, top horse. Or should we go through them all and then let John tell us at the end? All right. I'll go through mine. Yeah, then. I'll get through you mine. Do yours. John's yeah. the expert here, so <laughs> so I think that standing atop the podium, 
I have it on inside source that on cue is really hitting her stride. So I am going to go Boyd on cue, going for the mare action. Mm -hmm. She's a mother too. So she's, she's actually had uh, offspring, which is really cool. Um, you know, you gotta say, I, I'm going to go runner up or maybe potential second. I would say, uh, Janelle price and classic Moe. I know a little older horse season, but a champion. And, um, and then, of course, you, you know, um, you to be the champion, you have to beat the champion. And I think that you can't – Oliver, obviously, on Cooley Masterclass, you know, you, you got to beat him. You got to run through – everything runs through him. You know, as the two-time repeating uh, mm -hmm. champion. Yeah, He's going for the true. 3P, and uh, I think everything runs through him. But if I had to say, I would say my, my, my heart is for Boyd and um, – Boyd on Q and uh, – I guess I would put Oliver ahead of Joe Nell. So that's my top three. Well, I think they're all great shouts. I think Janelle Price is a particularly good shout, particularly with that horse, because Classic Moe and Janelle, they, they missed out on the opportunity to really capitalize on um, on the, the big victory back in 2018. Um, so, you know, I was speaking to Tim the other week, and he said, you know, having missed out on that season in 2019, 2020 with nothing for the mayor to do, um, you know, they've come here. She's, you know, a little bit older in her career now. And, and this is kind of last chance. She's probably not aiming that horse at Tokyo, but they'd love to get, you know, the five-star victory that they feel she missed out on in maybe 19 or 20. So I think Janelle is, oh, she's a determined lady. Um, you know, she's she's here with three. She's giving Grappanera a first run, the five-star Grovine de Rev, um, carrying on the career. She's got Tim on two as well. I think Janelle and Classic Moe um, are, are good shouts for the podium. I think you're dead right that on the American side, we can't look beyond. Well, I'm going to say Tetzeleg. I think I think on cue, um, we'll probably end up ton, top 10, but I think Tetzeleg and Boyd Martin, um, if they don't end up on the podium at the weekend, um, something's gone wrong, I'm afraid. Um, you know, they've had some on luck or, or, you know, they just decided to not really go for it against the time thinking about jobs to do for the U.S. later on in the year. Um, Liz Halliday, Sharp and De Niro, you know, the big, big money uh, being talked about them. I would say the stats are against them. Not even the stats, just the gut feeling. You don't tend to have a win at five-star if you're not a hugely experienced five-star rider on a horse in its first five-star. I'm talking about my bum and Tammy Smith. Now, Tammy has experience. She's been around here on Wembley. She's a brilliant record at the four-star level, mm -hmm. especially with my bum. But my bum comes here, Black Lexus horse, for the first time. And I think they could really impress on day one. And then it's about, is this so different to normal that that edge of Saturday, Sunday, that it falls a little bit more towards four-star so that they can push through and really get that experience onto their belts because that horse coming to five star for the first time so rarely wins. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see a, a top result for Tammy. She's a super, super girl. She works so hard. Um, I can't look beyond Oliver. And um, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't choose between them. As you say, Cooley Masterclass comes back to do it again to do a Fisher O'Connor. Uh, a Ballot class is some horse. Um, 
I, and did it, you know, one five star on his first time out, obviously with an incredibly, incredibly experienced rider in Oliver, a multiple five star winner. Um, and that five star was Burley. So, um, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's quite the achievement. So, you know, you'd like to think the Cooley Masterclass is going to prick up his ears when he got here. He goes, oh, yes, I know this. And Balamar class is just going to go, yeah, this is, uh, this is easy. Which, of course, it's not. But, you know, anything in comparison to Bernie is easy, I think. There we go. So do you, do you think you have Ali uh, on top of the podium at the end, ultimately, with one of those two? Uh, again, it's, it's, the same, it's the same answer as Setzeleg. If he's not, something something bad has happened. Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Just uh, I just figured I'd bring in the fans. So the Major okay. Eventers Facebook group, which John, you're you're a yes. member of, uh, we I asked this, this question just a little bit ago. I didn't tell him we were recording a podcast, but I figured I'd just throw out some answers. I'm not going to give the names. Uh, Ballamore Class, my bomb, uh, a Joe Nell Price, an Ali Townen. Uh, I think it might be Boyd's year. We had that uh, answer. Um, one of the prices, so someone was hedging with if, if the last <laughs> price they were winning. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's five of them. That covers nearly 10% of the field. Yeah, right. Tammy and my bomb, uh, Doug and Van Diver, um, WFP, we have a William Fox pit, and um, yeah. another, another mm-hmm. pit, Martin, and Emma Klugman. We have an Emma Klugman yeah, uh, dark as horse. a dark I'm, horse. Yeah. So very cool. So thanks to those people in the Major League Eventers Facebook group for doing that. By the way, did you do a uh, the Equa ratings? Uh, did you do the team manager? Uh, did you put in a? So I didn't. I, I'm, I'm going to admit here because they've brought in the dynamic market, which is incredibly. You know, it's. I mean, the the computational power behind it is is immense. I think maybe a lot of people hadn't chosen by the time I was doing it. I chosen three, and then it's like. So I, I have a team of three that I wasn't able to complete because uh, I just couldn't get the budget around. Yeah, right. Karen, Karen, yeah. Up, yeah. Karen and I just did it. We have a major league event. Oh, cool. Yeah. Group, so might as well just, just for the fun yeah. of it, we'll get your yeah, get, get, a, get, get, get a major league uh, league in the league competition guy. Definitely. Yeah. yeah sure. So, so Karen, okay. Who did I have? Who? Did, uh, I, so you have Bruce. No, no, no. Wait, is that me. you? That's Robbie. Oh, that's not me. That's not you. We have Karen's- our son is Rob too. Yeah. Uh, so, Rob is Boyd with on cue, Liz with De Niro Z, Leslie Law, and you have Nilsson on your team. Nilsson, yeah, Maria Silva, yeah. So that's my dark horse on that course because it is like you said, it's dynamic. So you have a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and uh, yeah, I need it like what, like a million dollars more. <laughs> I would have been at right. the dream um, team. Poor, poor, poor Smokey Joe, Joe Meyer, was the cheapest on the day I was doing it. And and what you could do is you could you could play the numbers and say, a lot of people are going to have to pick Joe. So if I pick him today, he could be worth a million five tomorrow. I can yeah. sell him and then buy some. <laughs> oh, that's right, because it goes up and down. Yeah. If people want to join that, uh, our our little Major League Eventers uh, or Major League, League. Eventing uh, uh, thing, the, the code is 9D4XLD. 9D4XLD, and you can be in our little group. Nothing to win out of us. Just for fun. So, hey, real quick, before we wind it down, we had mentioned the course a little bit, but uh, you know, what, what do you think? Have you gotten a chance to look at the course much? Yeah, I, I went out today in the snow. Um, <laughs> as we said, I spoke to Mick Costello and he's not too worried about that. I think we've got, uh, you know, you, you become really familiar with the ground here, the way Derek uses it. He, he just, there are the, uh, there are verses like in a poem and he moves the verses around. So 
the direction you go through the head of the lake, the direction you go up to the hollow at the end of the course. Um, he's built, I think, a really flowing, inviting course for uh, about two thirds of the course. Um, and, you know, he, he hasn't had to make any consideration really of people being with a lack of preparation, particularly in this country. You had a good 2020 season. You've had the world supply of four star shorts this spring to get ready. So, um, you know, every, everyone's had, you know, a good run to come here and make their own decision about whether they're ready. So he hasn't had to, to turn turn anything down. The head of the lake looks simpler. There's, there's a lot less going on there. Uh, they don't even go out as deep into it um, as you might be familiar with, but it, it's tough. Um, you know, there's there's some, some jumping to be done there. Um, at the, the mounds, when you come back from the head of the lake and you start heading up towards the hollow, you've got those mounds. He's got a goose on the, on the middle part of that around to a corner. Um, I think that's, that's tough enough. Out at Pete's Hollow, the straight route, when you're standing in the hollow, you're looking up about an eight-foot bank to a then five-foot brush on the top of it. It is, you know, it darkens the sun um, when you're standing down. But it, 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 will, it will jump really well, um, except that, you know, because the horses will naturally go up there, they'll jump through the brush. That's fine, except that the B element is a brush panel more than 90 degrees away from you on the right. And just... You know, Derek in a, in another life must have been a golf course designer because it's got it's got that thing like the Colonel in Apocalypse Now. The waves break both ways. This little piece of ground it breaks that way and it breaks that way just at the spot where you need to put your horse. Um, it is a beautiful piece of design, um, and the just a couple of degrees more than ninety as well wow. really makes the difference. Um, Coming on towards home, you've got you know, corners, this, that, the other. You've got a nice Normandy Bank complex up there at nine as well. The park question, uh, the rail ditch rail or coffin, as we're not allowed to call it anymore. Um, that is, there is a very, very brave straight route jumping the corner of the ditch. Like the, what you have to jump is probably about six inches wide on the straight route to get to the third element. Um, there's a 12 or 15 second difference long route. So, and it's coming up uh, so late on the course that the chances of you having that in hand, um, very, very slim. So, you know, those who want to win here will still need enough rideability in their horse at that point to be able to take that on. He turns the, he turns the temperature down, down a little bit um, as he heads on towards home. He doesn't have any big questions after that, but you are coming off the infield then back up the hill towards that, you know, that first water that often has the salmon in it behind the stables, uh, the Mars Sustainability Bay. He jumps the mighty moguls there and then brings you on home. But as ever here, um, the the hills, it, it, you, it, it's like an MC Escher drawing. And I've said this before, there must be a point when you're going downhill, but it never feels like it. You just seem to be constantly going uphill, 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 and then yet somehow arrive back in the same place because yeah. the start and finish are <laughs> side by side. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, of course he is. You know, there's only seven of these events in the world. Derek designs one of them and he's going to design Tokyo and he's been signed on to design Burley. So, you know, I think he's one of the best in the world. And everywhere... I, I, when I say, you know, things are flowing or straightforward, what I mean is 
if you ride the way Derek wants you. And Derek wants you to commit. He wants you to ride forward. He doesn't, he wants you to have your plan and execute. He doesn't want you fiddling for your plan between the A and B element. Wow. Hmm. Excellent insight. Yeah, it Excellent is. insight. <laughs> oh, well, we, we asked there. Derek, we, 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 you know, we had him on, we, we interviewed him um, before Fair Hill, and then we picked his brain about all the different courses. And, and he doesn't, he said it, it's not a let up. It's not a let up because it's an Olympic year. It's, he just hammered down. So, gotta love it. You know, I feel kind of bad. As, as we're sitting here thinking, you're describing this course, I'm thinking, yeah, who's going to ride this course well is Philip. And uh, Philip, we didn't talk yeah, much about we didn't, Big Phil. Yeah, we didn't bring Z, Phil up. <laughs> You know, there's, there's, again, it goes back to this, 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 this class is just star studded with people that any, any yeah. one of these people that we've mentioned today really could pull it out. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's like, you know, when you think about, you know, your podium, then you say, well, how do you not put Philip in that top, you know, in that top category? And, and I feel kind of remiss that I didn't, but when you have a, when and, you- and, yeah, and you know what, it, it is that, it is that moment. It's, um, it's the Germans at the Olympics because, you know, nowadays they win everything. But it used to be that they just peaked every four years and they won the Olympic gold. And then they went away into the wilderness again for three and a half years. And you just went, how did the Germans do that? And, and Philip doesn't go into the wilderness. But my goodness, when it comes to the moment when he picked Happy up over that brush in Rio yeah. um, on, on his way, way to an Olympic bronze, you know, that... You know, and if that's what's required this weekend, that's what we'll get. But you know, I have no hesitation to suggest that Philip will finish two inside the top ten. Yeah. Um, and again, he's right at the top of the list. This would be an amazing thing it, to break the Rolex hex by the man who last won it. That would be that is a oh, story. Yeah. That is a story and a half. But if getting eight or nine time penalties this weekend keeps those horses four wheels on their wagon to take Mr. Deuce's plane over to Tokyo, then that is the plan Mm -hmm. that Phil will execute. Gotcha. Yeah. Man, Karen, is this fantastic? Yeah. I wish we were there. I know. I wish we were there too, but you know, (laughs) next year we'll be back. Uh, John, thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this. You really, um, you bring so much knowledge to this and you really do know all these riders so well and you're so well prepared. So thank you so much. And we'll let your vocal cords rest. We look forward to, to watching and listening all yeah. weekend long. We get listen to hear in tomorrow. Long. Yeah. Eight hours from now, he'll be back on the air. Karen. So uh, we're recording this. It's eight o'clock at night now. Hopefully I'm having this out by nine o'clock at night, uh, Wednesday night. I hope that's the, that's the plan. And, um, so with that being said, John, thank you. Thank you so much yeah, again for being our you. guest. Thanks, guys. A lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venners, on Facebook. Cheers. <laughs>